Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hey, we're glad that you joined us on the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Cody Gesser. I'm the worship pastor here at New Life in Morton, Illinois. I'm joined here with... Brian Wilmarth. I'm the senior pastor here at New Life. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. And so today we're going to actually dive into this new sermon series that we're in right now called Reconciled. Um, This is all about relationships and how we are reconciled in Christ so we can Mm -hmm. be reconciled to each other. And Brian gave the first message this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. And this series really came about because uh, we did a couple series ago a message that was on a misinterpreted verse often in Matthew 18, you know, where two or three are gathered, there I am. Well, that happens in the context of relationships and reconciliation. And what we noticed was a lot of people were resonating with this. So it's like, maybe we need to explore this a little more deeply. So that's how it came to be. And uh, I'm really excited for us to journey through this. I think it's going to be a really helpful series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And as we talk about relationships, sometimes you see your pastor, you have a relationship with him up there, and you might say, oh, he probably does everything perfect. He (laughs) never has conflict and blah, blah, blah. So my first question to you is, what is your your knee-jerk reaction? I'm sure if we went through Enneagram numbers, we could figure out exactly how everyone would react. But for you, Pastor Brian, if you could share with everyone, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think my typical default posture is avoidance. Mm -hmm. I want to avoid conflict. And I'm pretty laid back and easygoing. So like one thing over another, I may not be as bothered by it. It's like, oh, that's not a big deal. You know, like kind of have that mindset. But when something does, um, I'm often like, oh, I want to, you know, avoid it, but I'll stew on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like when I'm by myself, I'll be thinking about it's like, oh, what would I say if, you know, I do that, do that sort of thing. Um, But I, I will say that I have had some people in my life who've modeled this really well, like who've navigated conflict in some healthy and good ways. So I'm grateful to say that I have learned along the way some pictures of what this can look like. So, um, yeah, and I hope I hope the Lord is going to help us kind of navigate that in, in our in our journey through the series. But yeah, so me, it's avoidance. But what, what about you, Cuddy? What are you? <laughs> well, even though I am a four on the Enneagram and people, if you don't know about the Enneagram, well... Listen, listen to the wrong podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, there's tons of tests out there, and it's kind of a spiritual-based yep. mm-hmm. um, personality I like test. Yep. I like it, too. It's helpful. But sevens on that, like, ignore mm-hmm. pain. They, everything, mm-hmm. if one is good, two is better, and yep. just want all the stuff and not deal with any problems. So I'm, I have a bit of a seven in me when it comes to conflict. I really am gotcha. just like, oh, this isn't fun, and I can become an avoider as yep. well. Yep. Um, I was going to ask you off of that then – what has changed for you in that and helps you notice like when you shouldn't like this is actually a hill to die on versus yeah not. yeah um that's sometimes really hard to know and it's probably a, a wisdom thing like growing in the ability to recognize oh yeah this is something that needs to um be addressed i think for me some of the indicators are if um it's a perpetual or ongoing kind of thing like those one-off kinds of things maybe it's not uh worth it or, or warrants you know going after something but if it's a an ongoing or consistent pattern then that might be like okay this could be mm-hmm. something to address um if it's harmful to me or to another person or to that individual um 
one of the things that I've learned when it comes to conflict, and this was helpful for me as a, an avoider, like working through conflict is actually good for me and for the other person. It's for our benefit. Because sometimes as an avoider, I'm thinking like, oh, I don't want to make things worse or make it harder. And it's better to not go after it. That's actually not true. It's actually better to go after and go through that hard because often it produces better mm-hmm. on the other side. So, um, it, and if that's true, if it's like, man, if we were to tackle this and it could be better on the other side, then it might be worth it. Yeah. So um, those are those are a couple of things that come to my mind. Um, yeah, I, and I think there are some very clear things, like if it's an egregious, like serious kind of level of conflict, like, yeah, yeah we can't avoid that. Yeah. Um, whether it's the clothes on the floor that I just won't pick up, like, nah, maybe, maybe not. You know, it depends if, if it's a consistent thing or not. Oh, and I think if you're an avoider of conflict and you're listening to this, one of the best things you could do is have a friend who is not. <laughs> <laughs> I would call out my buddy Scott is yep. like, he will just call it like he sees it. And it's... Yep. You know, sometimes it's it's been hard to process those moments, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's so helpful to also have people who aren't afraid to do that mm-hmm. to help you kind of know how you could model that into yeah. your conflict and um, resolution and things. Yeah, so totally, learning from others is a really key thing. You know, someone who maybe does it differently than you. It's actually a, you're you're totally right, Cody. Having others in our lives who are different than us right. can be a really good balance. Right. Yeah. And then you for them as yes, well too. Of course, you know, because not every hill is yes. worth dying on. Uh-huh. And, uh, if it's to keep a relationship, right? Yeah. Um, with relationships, unfortunately, um, sometimes they can be unsafe, potentially. Yeah. And you talked about that a little yep. bit on Sunday. I know yep. it, we were talking before this podcast. I had a friend um, through college age, and there was just times where it was unsafe for me. Mm-hmm. And then, But the problem with it for me is looking back, I wasn't for sure how to handle it. Yeah. So our relationship was never the same after some of those hurts. And Mm -hmm. um, I wish going back that I could have been able to find a way to express my feelings and the boundaries and things Mm -hmm. like that. So what's the best way for um, figuring out like appropriate boundaries and, or distance to put in place while still loving that person? Yeah, that's great. I think the first thing that I'd want to say, and I'll maybe offer this as a disclaimer, Um, I'm a pastor, so I do have some training in, you know, dynamics and relationships, counseling, things like that. But I'm also not a professional counselor. And so I want to be very careful about anything I might say here. Take it with a grain of salt because I'm not an expert. So I'm, I'm drawing from wisdom, experience, and learning that I have done that I trust, but I'm not an expert. So with that caveat, um, I would say back to that question, um, get help when you're not sure like if you hear nothing else related to this if if there's like is this a dangerous thing or an unsafe kind of thing if you're asking that question seek wise counsel whether it's from a professional counselor or something like that or someone who is very um relationally grounded very emotionally intelligent those kinds of things who are who are wise people so seek help for from them i think that's a great place to start because sometimes we can think we know what something is but maybe don't see it objectively so i'll say that as you know the first thing like if you're not sure if you're asking these questions quickly run to other people that would be my my suggestion uh very quickly but um to me some of the indicators like if you're looking how do I put in good boundaries? Some of the things that I would say, um, make sure that the things that you're looking to put in place um, are good for you and for that other person. So if like you have a, a relationship like you were describing, Cody, this friend, um, there's some of these that are, are 
very tough and, and really do warrant a lot of help from other people. And so that's, that's where like good boundaries can be really helpful. Um, but I would say like, look, look for things that are good for them. So there are some people who their, their patterns, their tendencies are actually harmful to you and to them. And so like, it may just be like, Hey, I can't, I can't entertain this kind of setting. So if they're, you know, have some more mental illness or things like that, obviously bringing a lot of compassion Mm -hmm. is warranted. Mm -hmm. I'll mention that again in a minute, but I think you do have to like, know when is, when is it that I can bring that compassion? When is it that I can be helpful to them? And when can I not? And if I can't be helpful to them, then I probably need to back away a bit, Mm -hmm. not abandon them, not um, like completely cut things off, but, there are times when it's like, you know what? Hey, why don't we pick this up tomorrow when we're both in a better place? And, and right. just really that strong, like, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to resume this later. Um, so, like, what's helpful for them? And can you deliver on that? Those would be some of the things that I'd say, like, this is, this is kind of helpful. So how do you put the boundaries in? Sometimes uh, it's really just you got to stick to your guns almost. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we're going to do. And I would say clarity is a really important thing, especially if someone you've got maybe has some more challenges and, and some of these kind of things. Like, you just have to be very, very clear and direct. And so, hey, w- here's what we're gonna do. We're not gonna continue this conversation right now. We're gonna pick it up tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And so, hey, thank you for sharing with me, um, but we're not gonna talk any more about this. I'll see you then. And no, oh, wait, 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 no, 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 I wanna, no. nope. We're going to talk tomorrow at 10 and, and you continue like to kind of stick to that direct, clear, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so clarity and boundaries, knowing if it's helpful for them and for you. Those are two quick things that I think of. Um, but I would say, again, coming back to this idea, um, when in doubt, seek help from other people. Like it comes from the community and from a, a group of people, the church, from professionals. Like I think getting getting input from other people is really, really helpful. But then come back to that compassion piece. It's easy for us when we get into hard situations to like want nothing to do with someone. And so um, to remember or bring up the compassion. Um, sometimes we operate out of our brokenness and it's out of hurt and pain that we've experienced or trauma. Um, being mindful that there's probably more going on for a person than just what's happening on the surface um, just helps us. So a little bit of a long-winded answer, but no, I hope that I mean, a couple of things there. You said on Sunday that reconciliation like shows change. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think that we we can think like, oh, I'm reconciled with that person. Okay, now I don't have to talk to them ever again. Mm, yeah. But did your heart actually change toward that person? Yes. And yep. that's probably not true. So mm-hmm. what are some indicators of true change through reconciliation. So you're on the other side of this thing and you're yep. kind of looking and you're mm-hmm. looking at that relationship and you're wondering, okay, am I actually reconciled with this person? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I know it's kind of an organic thing, but at the yep. same time, like what's some tangible things you might see in that relationship? Yeah. Um, the, the key word for me that I've learned along the way is trust. Can I trust you to come through on what we've agreed upon. So if, if you do work through a conflict and, and it's like, here's the problem and here's maybe a solution we're going to try. And you both kind of agree on that. Like, here's what we're going to do. Can you trust the person to come through? Now everybody's going to make mistakes. We're going to fall short. We're going to stumble, maybe go back to old patterns. But, um, is there that fundamental trust? I see the work that you're trying to do. I see the progress that you've made and I trust 
that you're committed to seeing this through, even if there are stumbles. So that word trust is probably a key indicator for me. How do I know if I've been reconciled to somebody? I trust you to follow through on the new way we need to be together. Um, if that's not there, then you may need to do some more work or there may need to be some some tending. Um, but maybe back to some of like the more serious or, or unsafe kinds of situations. I think that's all the more important mm -hmm. in those kinds of things. If you're in a relationship or have a situation where it is very serious, there's abuse or there's serious mental disorder that harms other people. Um, those are the kinds of things that, that it is that much more important to see um, long-term ongoing change and patterns and rebuilding the trust to say like, okay, I can trust you um, consistently to come through. So um, that would, to me, is, is the key, key word of, of demonstrating change. Is there, is there the trust that we have with each other mm -hmm. to be able to move forward? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about that, Cody? How does that strike you? <laughs> it strikes me in the way that we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was kind of giving my next question is if we're made new in Christ, yeah. that's where we're going to get that trust from. And mm -hmm. you and I had a conversation about you really have to have a lot of humility to even move into these moments with people. Yeah. And you have to have your security, like, firm in Christ. And, mm -hmm. like, what is it to me? Like, God, I'm doing this. I want to glorify you and your mm -hmm. creation and this person and who you've created me to be. Yep. So I'm just thinking about that word trust and yeah. That's hard if we're not finding our security in God. Yeah. In, um, and as I was preparing for the last message, and it may make its way into one of the future ones, I saw a quote, and I'm going to get it wrong, but it was something along the lines of, like, for us to even begin to pursue reconciliation, we have to have our identity grounded in Jesus. Otherwise, it's not going to go into healthy. Mm. Uh, and again, that was the paraphrased version of it. But the, this person was advocating for like the starting place for either of us is grounding ourselves in our identity in Jesus. And if we're not there, then we're getting it from something else, whether that relationship, that person or things being under our yeah. control or whatever. And so you allow that thing to inform you. Too. Yes, right. exactly right. So if, if it's if we're not grounding our identity in Jesus, it's not going to it's not going to go the way that's best for either party. So it starts there. And so our identity is, we are new creations. Um, Jesus has proclaimed that over us. That is our new status. And so if the, the reconciliation, you know, you engage in it and it progresses in a certain way, um, but it doesn't maybe go the way you hope, you're not dependent on that relationship or that mm -hmm. person being a certain thing for you. Right. You are able to ground yourself in Jesus and that's where your value, that's where your stability comes from. And so we are new creations. When we trust Jesus, that is true of us, and we begin to learn to live out of that. So um, coming back to then, how do we actually engage it? I think it gives us a, maybe takes a little bit of the pressure off, and we're able to maybe navigate a little bit more wisely um, how this needs to go and how do we talk about it. Because, again, we're not throwing all our weight or our eggs in that basket. Mm -hmm. um, so it definitely starts being new creations, and then I think that new creation – status leads us to view the other person differently. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like, we're not seeing them as this is the person who hurt me and here's all the things that you did. Rather, this is an image of God. They've messed up. They've hurt me, but they have value and worth. I have value and worth. That's why we're pursuing healthy things together. And it allows us to bring that patience. That's one of the fruit of the spirit 
being patient and kind, speaking in the way we speak to one another, like, let's be kind, even if they weren't kind to us. Hmm. That's the way Jesus is. Like, that's our new creation status. And so if we're living out of that, if we're coming from that, that allows us, I think, to navigate reconciliation better. Um, pursuing the more healthy version of all of this. And potentially before you even get to that moment of having that conflict with that person or talking it through with them, mm-hmm. because if you're finding your identity from like pride, yeah, right, it's going to be nearly impossible yes. to have a true reconciliation with somebody. And I think a lot of times we'll just be sitting and running this story in our head over and over mm-hmm. and over again of how, what yep. they're going to say and what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. And like when you bring that... Mm-hmm. That's all about one-upping. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be better. I want to come out the winner. Right. And I think if we begin to see through the lens that God sees, like, see it with his eyes, we're not trying to win the argument. We're not trying to win the battle. We're trying to win the person. We're trying to win the relationship. Mm-hmm. We want to restore the relationship to a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that's our, that becomes our motivation. Mm-hmm. So we're not worried about winning the argument. We're about yeah. winning the relationship. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm. I love that. Um, and as we, I was kind of saying that with our pride and things, we create a lot of our own problems. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be realistic. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Okay, why do we have reconciliation? Well, you know, the world is broken and yep. we right. constantly find ways. And it's there's no way you're not going to run into conflict. Like, that's not going to happen. But yeah. Hopefully, eventually, either one, you'll be able to find reconciliation somewhat quicker. Mm -hmm. um, Or, like, two, it's just you're going to find ways to not get in those positions and how to Mm -hmm. love people a little bit better um, to at least potentially cut down on, like, half of the stuff. Because I think a lot of the issues we have with other people Mm -hmm. sometimes are even issues from that we have with yes. ourselves. Yeah. But um, what are some like practical things like maybe either in counseling or mm-hmm. um, just everyday life that people can posture themselves in, in a way to hopefully have less conflict? Yeah, that's great. Um, I think the starting place, and you alluded to this, Cody, this is really helpful. Um, like it start with ourselves. What are the things that I can work on and just grow personally with the Lord? Like where is he, where is he calling me to get better and grow and, and, being like him, being the fruit of the spirit. Cause like you said, if we're, um, you know, sometimes we create our own problems, the things that, you know, our wounds in our hearts or, you know, things that we've experienced, we bring that out or, or bring that out, um, put that on other people. And so, you know, can we grow in patience? Can we grow in kindness? Mm-hmm. Um, and that will probably cut out some of those, especially low level conflicts that, that might get us otherwise. So I think working on ourselves, growing mm-hmm. that way is probably the first step. But a couple of tips that I've noticed along the way, um, I found personally in my own life that when these kinds of things have gone well, avoided conflict or, or been a more positive sort of thing, um, or you know, looking at others' lives, you know, counseling set, scenarios or things like that. Um, number one is communication. Like I've just become so convinced if we can work on good communication skills, that we're cutting half or 75% of the conflicts that we often encounter. If we're just able to talk well with others, especially those who are close to us, man, how far that gets down the road. When I'm short with my wife or we're not communicating the way that we're supposed to, like it's just that much more likely yes, we're going to get absolutely. into a little tiff. And, yeah. um, and so if we're able to talk well, um, express our feelings, share honestly, but also share 
carefully and not accusing one another. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that I've noticed. Like if I'm accusing, well, you did this versus like, Hey, this, this hurt or bothered me. We're having two different conversations. Um, and so I think communication, not accusing people, that's really helpful. The The next thing I'd, I'd think of is um, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I've seen that go the distance in some significant ways in my own life. Um, if I believe that someone is not out to get me and they're actually maybe just they made a mistake or they did something wrong unintentionally versus, oh, they're they're opposing me. They're out to get me, you know, something like that. I have a different posture and therefore I'm going to approach the conversation and the, the problem very differently. Um, so I think if we can operate with uh, giving the benefit of the doubt or believing the best. About and I also other, think you're saying, even if they are out to get you. Sure. Yes. Because it does something for your heart and changes the way that you approach the situation versus mm-hmm. the latter, right? Yeah. They might be actually out to get you and okay, we've got to reckon with that reality. But if we're remembering that people are made in the image of God mm-hmm. and we, we're all sinful, we're all broken, um, but we see the good that God has instilled in us inherently, then I think uh, we're operating from a better place. Yeah. So um, really trying to see the best about one another, really given the benefit of the doubt, just allows us to work towards better more quickly, I would say. And I love that you named like having soft skills is the way that mm-hmm. I always say it. And mm-hmm. people can sometimes say, well, oh, you're just sugarcoating it. You do mm. No, we're doing it because we love people. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's why we're doing yep. it that way. And maybe something sounds that way to someone, but mm-hmm. it's just we're just really wa- have wonder and are trying to yeah. hear people for yep. what they're trying to say. And we want to be good listeners. Mm-hmm. And, mm. That's, and that's key too. Yeah. Like what you just said, I think we so often want to speak. We want to be understood. If we say, you know what, I'm going to listen first. I mean, James mm-hmm. 119, we did a series on that. Um, can we be quick to listen and slow to speak? That, man, if we're just able to do that, I've, I've been surprised how, oh, if I just listen for a few minutes, I'm going to learn some things that I thought I knew, but I actually didn't. Right. And, and man, it just right. changes the, the conversation. So yeah. yeah, you said it I, exactly. Listening first is huge. I almost have to remind myself of that mm-hmm. daily, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just if yep. we're leaving to go see friends, or if I'm about to walk into the house after work, yep. Yep. just like, hey, let's be a good listener mm-hmm. right now. Let's yep. love well. Yep. And that's one of the greatest ways that you can love someone is by being a good listener. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think when we hit those moments when we're listening. Um, it just brings the temperature down, brings the, the tension down so quickly. Um, and, and I think we want to be listened to as well. And yeah. so can we do that for another person? That's mm-hmm. likely going to invite them to do the same with us. Yeah. And I think that's a helpful place to be. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we going this weekend? Yeah. Great question. So uh, we're, we're way we've structured the series is first week was why. Like, why do we do this? Why is this important? And hopefully we answered that well. Well, this week we're going to come to what? What is reconciliation? We gave a definition, but what does it actually look like? And really, what is it not? So I think one of the things we're going to tackle is the difference between reconciliation and forgiveness. I think there is a difference. Okay. And I think there are some situations where there isn't to be reconciliation. 
which might be a little weird because, again, we, we talked about the need for it and why it's so important. But we're going to see that Jesus actually creates a space where there's some times where we don't get reconciled, and that's actually appropriate. Hmm. So we're going to explore that this coming week um, and hopefully give a little bit more of a, a solid picture of like, okay, what does this whole reconciliation thing look like and how do I navigate it? Um, and so we'll get into some of the, the more how-tos and practical as we go deeper into the series, but hopefully we'll even get some of that on the table this week. So that's where we're headed this Sunday. That is great. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, and if you didn't know, we do have all of our sermons on this podcast um, mm-hmm. from previous weeks, so you can check that out, and um, we'll do another Digging Deeper podcast after next week. So, yep. um, yeah, stay in touch with us. You can contact us at contact at newlifeonline.org. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. That's yep. fine, too. Yep, love um, to hear it. <laughs> yeah, but we hope you guys have a great, blessed week. We'll catch you next time.